Hey, good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome to Bards FM here on Brighteon TV. Pretty crazy week, pretty crazy things continuing to go on, and not the small of, smallest of events at all was the Balenciaga issue that has revealed once again the depth of child ritual abuse and child sex trafficking is kind of the core and center point to what this world is really about. Probably one of the darkest aspects of everything we're going to have to face ultimately in what I would call literally the major red pill of all is to realize that so much of what we're dealing with these days has little to do with the game and, and showmanship that's going around to keep us deceived and our eyes off the ball. But ultimately it's all done to obscure one of the most horrific crimes in the history of humankind. And that is the global sex trafficking of children, the exploitation of children, and the willful sacrifice of them to continue with their blood ritual power control of the world. We're going to be painting a bit of a picture around that and the other events right after these messages. Nearly all the vitamin C sold at retail today comes from China, and it's made from genetically modified corn. Even though vitamin C is a critical part of immune support, it's also critical to know where your vitamin C comes from. I'm Mike Adams, the founder of Brighteon and BrighteonStore.com, and we only sell non-China, non-GMO vitamin C. We then subject it to rigorous laboratory testing in our own food science lab checking for heavy metals, glyphosate, as well as microbiological contamination. Only after it passes our tests do we encapsulate it and package it for our audience. You can find it at brighteonstore.com. It's not the cheapest vitamin C on the market, but it is by far the most rigorously tested and honestly sourced vitamin C available anywhere in the world. Support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at brighteonstore.com. And we're back here on Brighton TV with Bard's FM podcast. Hey, Patriots, one of the things you really need to keep up on is your sleep. It's probably one of the one aspects of this fight that gets beat on the most and gets worn down the most. And there's nothing better than to have amazing sheets to get comfortable in and to sleep well. And you should know where to get those by now. That's at mypillow.com forward slash Bard's. And your promo code is Bard's. MyPillow is truly one of the best resources for anything related to bedroom and comfort. They have a massive sale going on right now with the Giza sheets, which are as low as 29 98 
And you can match that with a pair of my slippers, which are $49.98, and you are literally in the running and in the money for a great night's sleep and a wonderful, comfy wake-up, especially when you had a cup of coffee. You can even get my coffee out there right now, too. So this is also a great time to buy Christmas gifts. My pillow has children's Bible story pillows, Bible story throw blankets for the kids. It's fantastic. It's a great way to bring scripture into an enjoyable, fun way into our home in a wholesome way. And they're also a great source for gifts for the friends and family, especially if you've got liberal friends. There's nothing better to do than to get them a my pillow. Don't tell them until they tell you how great it is. Then let them know that they just slept on one of the best conservative-made pillows in the world. That's it. So head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards, promo code bards. You are not going to be disappointed with any of this, and it's a great place to shop knowing that every part of your dollars goes to fighting for liberty and this nation. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. All right, Patriots, we have had quite an interesting week, and it's been a crazy week. I was gone last week. apologize. I was down at Glad Tidings Church in Yuba City, and we were doing some deliverance work down there, and then followed by a couple great sermons which are always a home run at Glad Tidings. And then thanks to Pastor Dave Bryant, who uh, allowed me to give the sermon at his satellite church on Sunday night. So just a really great few days down there. Incredible work that they do. And it's a great group of people to continue to work with as we expand and build our relationships between Bards FM ministry and within what Glad Tidings is doing. So it's, a, it's just a great hub. And if you get a chance to check them out, uh, Glad Tid- Church of Glad Tidings is where they are in Yuba City. Really worth checking out. They're a great group of people. And I, I guess I'm going to kind of start there a little bit because one of the things that's what makes Glad Tidings stand out so much is that they go after and seek out what we would call the broken. Those that most of the society casts out, they find a way to bring them in to heal them through the love of Christ and to give them a new life. They truly are an amazing ministry down there. They have a massive outreach into the California prison system. They have a massive outreach for youth. They have a massive outreach for women and, and shelter, needing shelter. They have a on-campus school from age from K to 12, and they are constantly expanding their footprint. Right now they're building out food uh, resourcing so they can grow their own food. They're adding... Uh, They have about 30-some acres that are dedicated to growing food with food processing and warehousing capability and another bunch of acres for animal and animal husbandry. So they really are doing great things, and that's going to be part of a partnership that we're building this next year and over the coming years as we continue to build out our footprint up here in Oregon to do some things that are of similar nature. And that really is where we have to start thinking because this war that we're dealing with is uh, right off the top insane. We, have, we are dealing right now with a predatorial uh, elite that are literally like throwing wolves into the hen house. They have no concern for whether they damage you or hurt you. In fact, they, they enjoy and truly are considering themselves in the best state of being when they can cause you or I as much harm as possible. That's who they are. That's a reality we have to face. And part of that big red pill is to accept that our government at every level, whether it's the military, whether it's the, uh, the legal system, whether it's the health and human services part of it, whether it's the border patrol, I realize there are good people in government, but the, the whole of government is a disaster. It has no interest in helping you or doing the right thing for the Constitution. 
and what they're most interested in is themselves. And even the military is highly damaged. I'm, uh, I've pretty much been waging a, a certain war right now against this idea of white hats in control. I think that's a nonsense narrative. And I think it's something we have to kind of step back on and get real. We have a real responsibility as we the people. Our nation was designed to be a nation of we the people, not we the people waiting for somebody else to save our butt through a disaster that we're in. There is a convenience narrative that gives people a nice, comfortable, you know, soft, fuzzy feeling when you can say things like, military is in control, white hats are in control, Trump's coming back, all of this stuff. The more that you sit and put your hopes and dreams in that, the more the system will drag on in its misery that we are suffering through right now. Our action in this country is going to be based and taking this country back on local action, county by county. And that means getting your vote back locally, getting your county commissions back into control of, of the in a constitutionally aligned county commission, getting sheriffs that are constitutional sheriffs and rooting out the dirtbags that are not hired but are not, not voted in but hired. There was also those people have a lot of power and you have to find them. We have to get them out and we have to get this, these counties turned back to being aligned with what our founding fathers intended. That also means a heavy level of defiance. Defiance is one of the things that I think for the most part, Americans have forgotten. They are so willfully compliant to a tyrannical order. And unfortunately that power has settled into these, these agencies heads. That power has also corrupted many of our police. And while I have, I support the men in blue, I do not worship them. And I've seen way too, too much criminality in their ranks to give them that sort of loyal support any more than I'm going to give the loyal support to our military, even though I served. Our military has become woke. Our police agencies have too often become obsessed with following orders rather than standing with the Constitution. And that also many times comes with union pressure for them to, because their retirement is more important than doing the right thing in this country. So we really do have quite a challenge ahead of us to root out this dirtbaggery, and we're going to have to do that in order to take this country back. And it's not going to happen at a federal level. It's going to be back at the county level, and that means a, a dirty trench fight many times at the county level to root out this power. Now, what I really want to zero in on here a little bit is to look at this extent of grooming that's going on in our society right now. Our schools have become little more than grooming parlors for the pedophile elites and the LGBTQ movement. There are, I, I know that when I say this, there's always somebody that'll get their back up a little bit and say, well, we, we aren't for grooming. You, you'll, we have gays against grooming and this other nonsense. Here's the bottom line. You're not very loud. If you're in that group, you're not, you're still aligned with it. And even then, your lifestyle is a sin. It's a sin to live that way. Bottom line, God doesn't approve of it. You're not going to try to convince me that otherwise, because the bottom line of that is it's scripturally sound that you're living a sinful life. So that kind of capstones that discussion. Bottom line is if we're going to take this country back, we have to start putting priority back on what is truly the most valuable commodity we have, the most valuable asset that exists. And it's not gold, it's not silver, it's not our oil, it's not our nuclear arsenal, it's not your 401k, it's our children. And these groomers, these LGBT pedophile types that are out here, and they're all in one big bin as far as I'm concerned. If you're grooming, you're a pedophile in my term. So you are, 
part of a process, if you're supporting this idea of mind raping children every day in school, whether it's the idea of trying to t tell them that to hate each other because of race, whether it's the idea to try to encourage them to change their gender when, and create a gender confusion in their mind, or whether it's the sickness of introducing pedophilia type material or, or porn material to them, or sex toys is the latest in Project Veritas's video, thinking that it's a good thing to sexualize children. The only reason these freaks sexualize children is because they need more of themselves because they can't reproduce. Let's keep this in mind. As hard as this may be for some people to understand, butt sex does not get a man pregnant and men don't get pregnant and women don't get pregnant that way either. So I just make sure we got our anatomies right. This is a ridiculous situation we're in that people are li literally swallowing this nonsense as if it's real. You start talking about men getting pregnant, what you're talking about in there, what they're trying to tell you is that women who have suddenly thought that they were a man because they want to identify as a man because they want whatever that is, are somehow still an anatomically correct as women and therefore they are getting pregnant as a, so to speak, man. This, is, this, this insanity that we're dealing with right now is off the charts. And it's, it has to stop. There is a truth that we are dealing with, that we are trying to, we are letting these fools overrun us with, with their lies. They're trying to tell us that somehow genders are optional choice, that it's a, a menu of services that once you get woken up enough in this world, you can decide that, well, you can be a dog. Well, you can be a poodle. Well, you can be a, a camel. Well, you can be a kitty cat. You can be a man. You can be a person that doesn't want either sex. You can be a woman that used to be a man that's now confused and thinks that they're a hippo. I don't know. There's no limit to this stupidity. And the problem is that as we sit by and watch this in the public space where it is mainstreaming itself is right into our public schools, which have become grooming into indoctrination camps. Arguing with a school board is effective in the sense of elevating an awareness. Changing the school board is a must, but the problem is in too many of these places between a rigged election and police that will literally try to reinforce the rules of the school board to limit what you will say or to even try to tone your, your anger or your violence towards them, which is justified in the sense of righteousness because they are literally giving pornography to kids and trying to sexually groom them. We as a people have to make a hard stand and start deciding where what is important to us. Are you going to obey the orders of a police officer that's taking a side to protect the groomers, to protect the, the pornography in the schools that is mind-raping children every day? Or are we going to take a hard stand as a public and unite and confront both the police and the school board to force the police and demand that the police start enforcing the law on what it is to pass pornography to kids, holding the school boards, the superintendents, the teachers accountable, and putting them in handcuffs and on trial or doing this sort of distribution of child porn. This is what has to start happening if we are going to succeed. It is a crime to do what they are doing, but because they are calling it a movement, which is little more than a hidden, a hidden title for what is their religion, which is their religion of believing that children are their sacred sacrifice. And this has biblical root. This goes back to the ancient times when people literally were sacrificing their children to Moloch and Baal 
for the sake of power. The firstborn would be sacrificed for the blessings for the family so they would gain power over their lifetime. If you ever question that, reread just as simple as Moses coming down from Mount Sinai. And when he discovers what God is trying to is talking about wiping out everybody and Moses is pleading with him not to do so. And then Moses comes down to discover that they've taken the gold and built the, the golden calf. That is the, the worship of Baal and Moloch. And they are literally what's happening there is they're burning their firstborn to gain the blessings from the, the God of Satan is all it is, the father of lies. We have this war now in the open. And that discussion is coming out more and more in the mainstream, which is important, and even in areas you would least expect it. In fact, yesterday, there was an article that surfaced last night at 8.40, I believe, p.m., on Zero Hedge, that would be Pacific time, talking about the rise of Satanism across this nation and how it is truly on the move. And it is on the move in a big way, corrupting our kids, corrupting our institutions, and they're getting there by grooming kids. Understand this agenda is very much at the center of their success. They've tried to kill off the elderly because they consider themselves, to quote Klaus Schwab, worthless eaters. They have tried to beat up, beat down the main body of the public. The other big group that they have been eliminating has been the millennial class. That's supported by the work by Edward Dowd and his numbers, which show that there's been a spike in death rates of 44% in the healthiest part of our working class. They're influxing people coming from the southern border, most of which have lived in their whole life under the threat of cartel control, which means they're going to be highly obedient and submissive to any sort of authority figure. And they're grooming the kids to replace that working class, injecting them with shots, and now feeding them into a system so that they will become the new feeder crop for this pedophile elite. We are dealing with a global sense of pedophilia and satanic worship that is off the rails. And literally, when you peel back this level of the onion far enough, what everyone is going to ultimately realize is this dark truth, that everything in this world, financially and in the structures of power, is built on the foundation of children's blood and their trafficked bodies across this globe. We as a nation can identify, literally, any sort of dirt bag that we want to go after anywhere in the world, no matter how deep in a mud hut he buries himself. We can send out a special operations team and in a matter of hours have him either killed or captured and sitting in an interrogation cell at some black site around the world. That is what we do and do extremely well. And yet somehow we can't identify the missing 700 to 800,000 children that occur every year and then try to let the media tell us that too many people believe, oh, those numbers are just exaggerated. I'm sorry. Those numbers, are, we actually only have like 10,000 children that go missing each year. All those other people get returned to their family. And no one asks the simple question, show us the data. Prove it. Because my research, as is confirmed with other people's research, including someone who recently did their PhD on this, is showing that that data are real numbers. 700 to 800,000 children go missing each year in this country, and we don't do anything about it. Our government doesn't do anything about it. Our hospitals don't do anything about it. Our judges and our, our legal system doesn't do anything about it. Our congressmen don't speak about it. And the problem continues. So if you really want to connect the dots on what this deeper agenda is really doing, and you start looking at two what seems to be Underlined, underlined data points are corrupted elections and child sex trafficking. Those two actually link in hand in hand. They control the vote 
to ensure that no one will pursue the idea of child sex trafficking because it's such a massive industry. Child sex trafficking on the minimal, minimal numbers represents $150 billion a year in global trade. And it's probably upwards of that, more closer to a by 10, the factor of 10 of that. That would put that trade probably upwards of 800 to $1.5 trillion a year. That's what we're talking about in terms of trade. Of children, a large percentage are coming from this continent and this country. And Americans are staying mum about it. We're worried more about Carrie Lake and her election. We're worried more about Trump coming in to take over the, the country again in 2023. When's Trump coming back? We're focused on the White Hats taking control and taking it all back for us and fixing it all for us. The military is in control. They're going to be rolling down the streets, purging all the evil. And all we have to do is sit back and eat popcorn and we're all going to be happy. That is the biggest load of nonsense we've ever been fed. And there's a strong voice out here in the Patriot movement that's continuing to try to push this garbage over and over. We either wake up or we die. It's that simple. And by death, we are going to lose this country and suffer the same outcome that happened to Israel. In the, and if you question that, read the book of Habakkuk. They absolutely defied God. They turned their back on God. They would not listen to God. There was nothing done. And ultimately, the Babylonians rolled them up and imprisoned and enslaved them for about 450 years. That sort of wrath is coming if we don't get our, our stuff together. And the problem is, as a public, we're too wanting to chase these fun and mentally entertaining narratives of, you know, when's the military coming in? Oh my goodness, there's going to be med beds dropped from the sky and we're all going to get healed and sealed. This is ridiculous. I mean, literally, if you listen to this narrative, it goes something like, you know, Space Force is going to jump off from the moon. They're going to aerial parachute down with their med beds. They're going to scatter the med beds all across the country. And we're going to take the millions of people that have been injected and throw them into med beds. And they're going to be healed. And then the Sarah Gisera is going to crop up. And no one's ever going to have to work again because you're going to have millions of dollars put into your bank account. You're going to have all your debts paid. And all you'll have to do is do the good deeds for humanity. And whatever you do will be good because we know that you'll be good because this will be the new era of taking care of humanity. There won't be any wars anymore because all the bad guys will agree that Sarah just Sarah is everything they needed. They don't need any more money. They'll willfully, the bad, bad guys will willfully give themselves up with a little bit of fight to the good guy military team who will round them up and put them on trial and have quick speedy trials so someone gets tried in the morning and hung at night and then everything will start to be good again and we'll all sing and dance in the streets and have a big celebration all getting along and see a new era of humanity and with that oh by the way the children will all be free too and we'll all be happy because they'll be put in med beds and they'll be healed and there won't be any emotional damage on anybody and all the children that are currently going through the groomer camps in, in public schools they'll be good too and the teachers that have been grooming them, well, we'll just kind of deal with them quietly. We don't know exactly what they're going to do, but somewhere they'll probably be stuck in a med bed as well. And as they get stuck in a med bed, then they'll be healed and made better again. This is the absolute stupid garbage in, in a more sarcastic form that people are buying into instead of getting their hands dirty and getting into county-level action. County-level action is what's going to save this nation. That means digging in hard. That means getting to know your sheriff, getting to know your, your county commissions. That means getting measures on the ballot. That means pushing the window of defiance, getting your county to be strong and mighty in your state, telling your state no. When you, when you have a state like I'm in Oregon that passes an illegal Second Amendment Restriction Act, our latest one, this insane act now that we're supposed to go through special training 
and we're, we're limiting our magazines now to sub 10 rounds, you've got to keep pressure on the sheriff's department. We're seeing pushback from the sheriff's department and multiple initiatives, initiatives across this country, this state. And that's what everybody has to do. And then we have to take it further. We've got to dig in hard in our counties. We have to pass county level initiatives, things like passing initiatives at a county level that says we have constitutional carry. It says that any gun sold in the county is going to be approved by the sheriff, not the state police. And the sheriff is going to issue that. We're going to see that we're going to get rid of mail-in voting, which we have in Oregon, and we're going to go back to ballot voting in hand at a county level. This is the sort of aggressive action we have to take. And as communities, we have to start coming together and asking the hard questions about what's happening to our children, which means looking at our school boards, realizing that they're filled with groomers and start holding them accountable, both in their position of vote and the civil court and as well as, as the criminal court because these people are doing illegal acts, mind raping kids every day. Kids have to be the focus. And when we get that fire burning in our belly and as a nation put our eyes back on the children, the blessings of heaven will begin to roll once again into this nation. But until then, we're on for a pretty bumpy ride. God is not gonna tolerate this nonsense much more and I don't wanna be on the wrong side of his wrath, nor should you. Patriots, we're gonna continue this discussion right after these messages. God bless sat123.com they have put together a really incredible package emergency backup communication systems power systems we've got sat phones we've got uh, solar panels and also the big 400 watt solar panel behind us there and why does this matter because of course right now we are dealing with massive risk of blackouts and the power grid is just failing you know intermittently but it's going to get worse because we've also got energy shortages Think about the lack of coal power, the diesel problems that are happening right now. If you're in the military or the National Guard or Border Patrol or law enforcement and you need to be able to function even when the power grid goes down, or maybe you're a first responder, rescue team, firefighter, paramedic, you name it, you need to know about this equipment. So SAT123.com, folks. The Kelly Key easily converts your AR rifle to bolt action, allowing you to keep the rifle you love in assault weapon jurisdictions. The Kelly Key is a true fast drop-in solution. No permanent changes to your rifle. Import, transport, own, and have fun with your AR. Why the Kelly Key? Because a bolt action is not an assault weapon. Stay future ready from gun bans with the Kelly Key. The Kelly Key also lets you quickly and easily build your ideal hunting rifle, lets you build a quiet and suppressed rifle, and benefits your long-range precision shooting. Available now at KellyKey.com with free shipping. Tired of being surveilled and tracked by the wireless phone companies and a rogue government? Get off the surveillance grid by turning to Volta Wireless. By plugging the Volta SIM card into your phone, you become hidden from the spy networks of AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, and other carriers while maintaining your full ability to place and receive phone calls and SMS texts. Go to voltawireless.com and use discount code BTV to save big on your first month. You get free VPN services included, plus a private messenger that's encrypted, as well as another Volta private phone number that can coexist with your current number. Learn more at voltawireless.com and use discount code BTV for major savings. It works with both iPhones and Android phones across 200 plus countries. Volta Wireless is the official wireless privacy sponsor of Brighton.tv.
And Patriots, we're back here with Brighty on TV and Bards FM podcast. I want to talk to you a little bit about the Founders Bible. It's probably one of the best Bibles ever put together, in my opinion. It was, uh, it's a compilation of NASB 1995 edition of Scripture and our Founding Fathers documents. The amazing thing about our Founding Fathers is our Founding Fathers literally spoke Scripture. They didn't just quote Scripture. It was part of their living language. And the Founding Founders Bible really documents that well by putting in place throughout Scripture their, the writings of our Founding Fathers and how they were relating to certain sections within Scripture. Now, if you head over to the found, thefoundersbible.com, thefoundersbible.com, and then check out, if you use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, you'll get 20% off. And that includes 20% off on the digital app version of the Founders Bible, which is another fantastic way to make sure you have the Founders Bible with you at all times. Founders Bible is a is a big Bible. It's a beautiful Bible. It's an heirloom quality Bible, one that I would really recommend that you use for some of the best Christmas gifts. I know last year I gave away about two cases of those for Christmas gifts and really has been a, uh, a really endearing gift for people to receive. It's also the Bible that I carried when I did my six-week trip across the nation to deliver 12 Bibles. And of course, I have the digital version as well, which is so portable. So head on over to thefoundersbible.com, thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to get 20% off. Take a time to read through that website. You're going to see so many amazing and learn so many amazing things about what what, it in, what went into putting this Bible together from the historian David Barton to the uh, lead editor Brad Cummings. I mean, this has been an amazing effort to put together really what is the Bible for our times. So again, thefoundersbible.com. Promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, for 20% off. All right, Patriots. So now I'm going to shift gears a little bit, and this is going to be one of these, like, literally, we're just flying on octane, and now we're going to hit the brakes and go into a topic that is probably one of the most difficult ones to transition to when we talk about children and the exploitation and damage to children. And so I want to kind of set this up. One of the problems that we currently have right now is that in the format, in the form of justice, we don't have any. Our justice right now is based on a system that is built to have two tiers of justice, one for the elites, which are basically a pedo, the pedophile elite or the pedivore elite, and the one for us. So that two-tier system of justice creates such an imbalance. Nothing is rooted in the glory of God or in heaven itself. Heaven's, God's form of justice and God's law is based on moral law first. That was actually, and that's how our, that's how our Declaration of Independence is structured, on moral law. And then we have civil law, which is where basically our constitution comes in. And then we have in the Bible, we have ceremonial law. Each one of those has different uh, meanings and different interpret different importances in society. Moral law is forever. It is God's word. It is not going to change. And civil law, no matter what happens in civil law, we should always be, it should always and should never, I should say it this way, it can never contradict moral law. Unfortunately, what has happened is civil law has become dominant in our country, and so it contradicts moral law at all times, but even worse, rather than questioning it, challenging it, or refusing it to be part of it, essentially defying it, 
people just willfully go along with it and comply with the civil law that's at odds with the moral law, which is God's law. So one of these things that we have to start really coming to grips with is the principles in our heart of forgiveness, love, and justice. And this is a, a discussion that I literally have done now for in various forms for about four weeks on the Bards FM podcast. It's not an easy topic, especially when we bring in the subject of children. Because children creates a visceral response in us if you are any sort of human to where you want justice by our hand. And really what we're saying is we want vengeance by our hand. And because our justice system is non-existent, and because it is um, driven even worse by those that seek to protect their activities of raping, exploiting, sacrificing, trafficking kids, the most abomination, abominable type activities are allowed to be set free and the real criminals walk on the street while those that do little or, or should not be in any sort of trouble with the law end up being uh, scrutinized and often punished. January 6th is a great example of that. Even the case that just happened in court with Hertz Automobile admitting that they had literally at least 354 cases of mis, uh, of accusing people of crimes that they didn't commit based on their own errors and laziness and people that ended up being arrested and put in jail and having a criminal record on them. So this is um, the nature of our system. So let's talk about a forgiving heart. The principle of forgiveness literally has to be the unburdening of our heart from any malice, vengeance, hatred, fear, and turning that over to God. When we talk about children, it is an emotionally provocative subject when we start dealing about the damage and exploitation of children. So what I want to be very clear on when I mention these words is I'm going to ask you to search your heart and literally search in your prayers to ask yourself what the response is when you say, I need to forgive somebody. Because my guess is, as most encounter this, and we all are subject to this sort of influence in our system, is that we are left with having to imagine that because we forgive, we're also letting go of accountability and justice, which is not biblical, and it's not the way it works, but it's the way that we've been conditioned in this progressive culture and Christ consciousness garbage that goes around in our world. The Christ consciousness, new age, uh, progressive culture says that when you forgive, we have to forget and that there is, everything is done. So it's like, yes, I'll forgive you. I'll forget it ever happened and we'll move on. That is not what we're talking about. I want to be very clear up front. Forgiveness here is forgiving our heart and turning over, forgiving in our heart and turning over those burdens to Father God. And in the process of lifting off those burdens to Father God, we're then able to effectively love our neighbor, which is one of the most principal laws that we have in, in Scripture. And so when we, we forgive and we love our neighbor, and those are big catchwords that I can already, we all, I've done this so much now, people will be like, well, I can't, I can't love my neighbor. He's a, he's a Democrat and he, he took the vax. And Patriots, none of that matters when we talk about this because this is kingdom love. We're not trying to be, we have to let go of our judgments and we have to let go of our hate and anger because in order for us to be in a place where there is kingdom level justice, keeping in mind that one of the most important inversions that has happened in our culture 
is that kingdom justice is based on restoration first. The, the sort of mortal world um, elitist justice that's ultimately built on some sort of satanic nonsense is built on vengeful justice. So if you hurt me, I need to hurt you back twice. That's kind of the idea of the current justice system. And we tend to be very, very much engaged in that type of thinking. This is a very dangerous situation that we're in as a nation if we don't approach this as the mighty men and women of God to understand that God is asking us to do something much greater. And I don't, this doesn't need to come from me. This is scriptural and scripturally grounded, okay? But I'm just going to share with you some discussions that I've had with God this last week about this and kind of bear my heart so that you can hear my honesty to how I place it to Father God. Now, I've been working with this concept of forgiveness and love in the heart, of forgiving and loving heart for about three, maybe four weeks. It was a regular discussion, remains a regular discussion, but it was a regular discussion on the Bards FM night show called Fishers of Men. And we worked through some very difficult layers, and this was a process for me of learning as God had put on my heart to pursue this. And it was, a, it was a, an exploration that I didn't really know how this was going to go. I didn't have a firm grounding and understanding the distinction between much of this, and it was even a bit awkward when I first started it because forgiveness and the idea of letting go of justice and accountability were very much intertwined in my own life. So I didn't exactly receive the idea well, other than the fact that Father God put on my heart to do it, and so I obeyed as one must, and I'm glad I did. The rewards have been immense. So after the end of about three and a half, four weeks, we get to the place where we've pretty well covered and have very well dug into the principles of forgiveness and a loving heart, and the importance for that in opening up our access to God's love and the a kingdom authority. Really important principles here, because unless we get this foundation right, that isn't going to be. That's not. That is literally the key to opening the door to access with, to have an intimate relationship with the throne, a loving heart and a forgiving heart, and then comes Balenciaga, and Balenciaga hits issue hits, and I'm not going to kid you. That was just another reminder of the insidious nastiness of this cabal and everything that they're willing to do to kids. And of course, we had names, if you've been followed to Q at the early beginning of this topic, particularly Rachel Chandler, who's related to Epstein Island. She was the one that was providing the children for the Balenciaga photo shoot. You had all sorts of other players, including the, the parent company Caring, that was even trafficking child exploitation art at Christie's and selling it for millions of dollars. What we had was a glimpse into the elite culture that was unprecedented. And this glimpse was a glimpse so deep into the culture to realize that the abuse, the sacrifice, the murder, the mutilation of children was part of what they enjoyed, what they revered in, what they, they lapped up like dogs hungry for food. That's what their, their world is like. That is their, what's, that's how their culture functions and works. If you've been doing any sort of work in child sex trafficking, you knew that. For a large percentage of the world who are still deaf, dumb, and blind to this topic, it was a shock moment. for them. But in dealing with the principles of forgiveness, of a forgiving heart and a loving heart, and you deal with the visceral nature of children, it, is a, it feels like a contradiction. So I took this to prayer with Father God. And I said, listen, Father, I said, I, I, and these, this was my prayer. I said, listen, you have walked me through a period now of three to four weeks 
of talking of love and a forgiving heart. And I get it. And I've arrived at a point that I'm very comfortable talking about it. But now we're presented with one of these dark and visceral topics. It's the mutilation, the rape, the exploitation of the little ones. And there's no way that I can rationalize as I sit right now this idea of a loving and forgiving heart with that sort of criminal criminality and crime. And so I asked Father, I said, I just need you to give me eyes to see on this. I need to see this as you see this in order for me to move forward. If you want me to give a message, as I told him, of enduring, that we must simply endure this period to be obedient to you and endure this and do nothing. I said, I don't think that's scripturally sound, but if that's what your message is for me to do, I will do that. Well, I got a message back, and it was rather stunning what I got back. And the first word was, you are not ready. And so I said, okay, I want to hear more about this. This is, what do you mean? And he says, who's your enemy? And I literally couldn't answer it. We have a lot of ideas, very ethereal concepts like Balenciaga. That's a corporate brand. We can put a face on the CEO, but we don't have any fingerprints to point him directly to criminality. Who's taking that 800,000, 700,000 children a year? What's that network look like? Who are the criminals? And who do they report to? What happens to the children if they are returned to society? What's going to happen to them? How are we going to bring them back and bring them into the world? How are we going to heal them? So a lot of questions started to flow through my mind as he said, the, as he gave me the, that statement and as he challenged me with the question. And so he says, you need to stand here in order to where you need to be. You need to learn and master the foundation of kingdom authority. You need to master forgiveness and love, and you need to trust in me to deliver justice. Because this enemy that you're facing is old, it's ancient, it's thousands of years old, and it's greater and more and understands you than, better than you will ever understand yourself at this point. This enemy knows how to manipulate you, it knows how to, to connive with you, it knows how to provoke you. And this is one of these topics that as we are moving into an era where we have to redefine justice, and start with the bottom level of rebuilding a system of justice by and through my people. You understand what it is to walk with a forgiving and loving heart and trust in me to deliver justice. And that made a lot of sense right there. It made a tremendous amount of sense as we move forward. And then he said, you need to build the map. Well, this was a conversation like all things that happened with Father God that it, little words are always packed with volumes of information that take a while to unpack. And what it became very clear to me in all of this is that we have all been, we've either been completely silent on this topic of, of child sex trafficking, or we become very visceral in the topic of child sex trafficking. It is a very hot and emotionally burned topic, but we lack action items. We lack direction on how to resolve it. And so you end up with essentially two I should say three defaults of reaction in general, okay? All of which I've experienced firsthand in the last few weeks. One of those reactions is that the topic is so emotionally overwhelming to people that they retract to a place where they literally are on their knees praying and they're just like, Jesus, Jesus, come take me away. 
take care of this, come back to us and take me away in some form of that. Well, that's not scripturally sound and it's not what we're here for, to have Jesus come fix our problems for us because while Christ was given dominion over heaven and earth, we were given dominion as the sons and daughters of men to rule this dominion, to rule earth. We have an obligation to fix this problem and to be engaged in the solution, but it has to root back always to the moral law of Father God. You have another reaction to this, which is literally like, dude, I'm going to polish my brass. I'm lock and loading. I'm going to just retract back to my bunker, let it all fall apart. And then when everything's all broken, I'm going to go after him. Well, that's a vengeful approach to justice. I'm not going to, I'm not condemning because it's an emotional response in the sense of understand the visceral nature of what you're talking about. But unfortunately, it's not connecting with Father God and it's not being guided by the hand of God to use that emotion and, and convert that to a righteous fire that can be useful in this fight. And then we have the third element, which comes out typically, which is, okay, look, let's, let's just kind of step away from this intense topic. Let's get together. Let's listen to some music. Let's pray together and we'll all be together and we just need to build unity and overcome this. That doesn't have a direct action item. And sorry, just doing this kind of outward, like we're just going to wait for someone else to fix it for us doesn't work. Now, there's a lot of pieces in all of those that are right, but there's a lot of reaction that is very much off base and wrong. Effectively, patriots, to deal with this situation, we are going to have to confront the world by unburdening our heart with the emotions, the hatred, the, the fears, the anxieties that intentionally are being put there through a very visceral topic of children. We have to walk into this world with a forgiving heart and carry ourselves in the manner that Jesus would carry himself in love. Through that, we have to foster the true sense of kingdom authority and the righteousness that goes with that to deliver real justice. And to do that, we have to trust in Father God to bring that and to guide our hand in that, not just to bring it, but to work through us to deliver it. I don't know what that looks like. I'm, and I'm very honest because that's the next chapter that we're not at yet because we haven't got the foundations right yet. But I do know that it's there. I do know that it's coming and I do know that it's going to be on us in order to deliver that. We're going to have to trust in Father God greater than we ever have. And we can do this, but it's not going to come easy. These actions have been done intentionally to create blood rifts between us forever. And in my opinion, the child sex trafficking issue has always been one of the greatest IEDs ever planted in human, human space. Because if it's, if it's detonated prematurely, we end up literally just randomly hunting and killing and ending up in this perpetual civil war of pain and bloodshed. That's not what we're talking about here. But what we are le learning on is we are leaning on the wisdom of God to guide us right now. And to really hear him and to be able to walk in this space and realizing that your enemy is not necessarily your neighbor. I sure as heck hope not. Because if your enemy's trafficking is your neighbor and trafficking kids, that needs to end. It needs to be ended. But we have to build this map. And to build that map, we literally have to start mapping out what's happening in our local communities. Paying attention to our groomers in our schools, paying attention to our groomers everywhere they're around and start mapping out how this is affecting kids and in a process over the next month and months and year, develop an active picture on what's happening to the children in our community. That's coming in Bards FM in 2023. That's part of what our initiative is. 
a big part of it. But it's where we get closer to the guidance of God. And it's where we begin to literally start seeing the map and understanding where the true enemy is. And in doing so, trusting in him to guide our hand to not only love the children and help them heal and help communities heal, but deliver the justice to get ourselves back on the footing of faith and the rock of faith and the love in him. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for this time we've come together, just very blessed in this moment, as we reflect very deeply on one of the most difficult topics that we could possibly face when it comes to the damage, the mind rape, the exploitation, the trafficking of children, and that's forgiveness. Let us hear truly your wisdom in that, to lift off the burdens off of our heart and give them to you to bear. Let us hear the wisdom in that, to literally walk in this world with the power and glory of the love of kingdom, not to judge one another, but to begin to interact with one another, to expand that love of kingdom as you love us and forgive us. And let us trust you more deeply than ever to guide our hand and to deliver by your hand the justice necessary for this world. Difficult moments for us all, Father. We ask for your patience. We ask for your mercy. We ask for your guidance and your wisdom as we move forward to try to heal this world and unite the people once again. Guide us protect us, forgive us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, difficult times. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you next week right here on Brighton TV. Or you can check us out at bardsfm.com anytime. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now.